The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. And welcome in to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. A, well comeback edition of the podcast my name is ronnie court you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio that's at r-o-n-n-i-e letter k radio on twitter and for anything on the broncos blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, america's top rated sports week you can check out of course the archives at milehighsports.com where today on the podcast we're going to get into that comeback win what fueled the win to absolutely key plays that maybe individuals are forgetting and certainly set up denver with the opportunity to win that football game. A stunning comeback victory. Denver scores 21 points in the fourth quarter. They come back and win after trailing at one point 24-3. Just an incredible, incredible moment at Mile High Stadium. And I tell you what, could be one of those things where I said previously a career pivot game for Drew Locke. We'll discuss that today on the podcast as well, too. Let's uh, start by the sequencing, and we'll we'll go in chronological order because we'll start with the opening kickoff and the opening drive for Denver. Uh, three plays, five yards. Simply put, this was just a uh, anemic offense for the first couple of drives. Three plays, five yards. Four plays, zero yards. Three plays, minus one yards. Six plays, 18 yards. Five plays, 19 yards. That's the first five drives. Now, it did result in three points after Justin Simmons gets the interception, steps in front of the wide receiver, Justin Herbert maybe being a little too aggressive. Early on, uh, both of these offenses not really firing on all cylinders, but you just kind of knew after five, six drives, something was going to bend at some point. And I think most people expected it to be the Broncos defense that bends a little bit and the Chargers end up putting up points. They get that touchdown pass on a nine-play 80-yard drive. Of course, to Keenan Allen, Herbert, uh, tell you what, he looked impressive in that first half. I know there were some bumps and pains, but started to settle into the game and you can see the talent. You can clearly see the arm talent. He can do some things that other quarterbacks just simply cannot do. And then Herbert on a beautiful drive, with just patience left and right, uh, Mike Williams, uh, Pope, and then, of course, a touchdown pass to Neighbors, and uh, all of a sudden, the Chargers take a 14-3 lead. I think at this point is when Broncos country kind of threw in the white flag, kind of saying, mm, this, this isn't going to happen. This offense is not moving the football. This is an insurmountable lead. You go into halftime. And you say to yourself, well, of course, if it, Chargers get the ball, if Los Angeles can go three and out, if our defense get there, maybe there's a little bit of a spark there. Look, it's a long shot, certainly, but we're within two possessions. Who knows? And then the Chargers come out and stomp on the necks of the Denver Broncos, and they go 10 plays, 75 yards, right out of halftime, and they got everything firing on all cylinders on a four-minute-plus drive. And Herbert's hit, Herbert hits Williams on a 24-yard touchdown. And that makes the score 21-3. The game progresses into the third quarter. It's 24-3 when Denver takes the football with about seven minutes left. And they go right down the field 
Uh, a couple, let's see, there was that Drew Lock pass to Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, I believe there was a short run by Lindsey, and then Lindsey uncorks the 55-yard touchdown with six minutes left in the third quarter, and that sets off the chain reaction. The chain reaction that brings the Broncos back from a deficit that they haven't been able to overcome, or the last time they did overcome, was the last time they played a team like these Chargers. Remember that 24 nothing deficit back in 2012 when Peyton Manning did oh so well in a blue and orange uniform? And I don't know what it is about blowing leads and... Well, being in San Diego and now in Los Angeles, but boy, the Chargers got it because from there, the drives sequentially for the Chargers, punt, interception, field goal, field goal for Denver, touchdown, interception, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. They score in the final three sequential drives to put up those 21 points and win the game but some big big plays in the middle and in between and of course we start with that touchdown run from Philip Lindsay because simply put this is a Denver offense that hadn't scored a touchdown and they hadn't done anything and Philip Lindsay gets a game ball and then some I don't know how you don't pay this guy this is the spark plug that lit the fire for the Denver Broncos as they return from the dead and I tell you what they were dead dead and somehow this little spark of leadership from Philip Lindsay on the 55-yard run gets the Denver Broncos going. Then on defense, five plays, 24 yards. Justin Herbert misses a couple passes, and then all of a sudden they're punting the football away. The Broncos get an opportunity to say, okay, well, maybe we maybe we got some sort of rally in us here, but but then I think you get, you run into another. A brick wall, and that's the interception. And that's Drew Locke throwing for Jerry Judy. Just simply a bad throw, a bad decision. Throws it up for Judy. It, there's a safety lurking. He never looks the safety off. It's easy money for the defense. And it's 24-10 with about three minutes left. And you're thinking to yourself, boy, uh, they're basically in field goal range. This thing is over. Now the Chargers, they take their own shot at the end zone. And Justin Herbert is picked off by Bryce Callahan. And that's another extremely critical play because, uh, look, the Chargers were at the Denver 19. That means they're at a field goal easy money from Bagley, right? It's 27-10 at that point, maybe a little bit more momentum killed. And then all of a sudden, maybe you don't make this comeback that Denver made, um, at least certainly points-wise, mathematically, at least if the game played out exactly else how it did, a field goal there ices the game. But the Chargers, they throw the interception, and then Denver goes on that touchdown, touchdown, touchdown sequence that wins the game. And I tell you what, major Major credit to Drew Locke, who played awful in the first half. He was simply put terrible. Missing passes that he shouldn't have, making bad reads, bad decisions. He looked frustrated. He looked rushed. Uh, it's just everything you don't want in a quarterback. And then whatever happened in that halftime locker room, whatever speech that rallied the troops, boy, did it get him going. As Denver goes nine plays, 80 yards in four minutes, touchdown. Two plays, 75 yards, 27 seconds, touchdown. And then the final drive, a beauty 
14 plays, 81 yards, takes off two and a half minutes, and then Drew Locke finds K.J. Hamler in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. As time expires, McManus hits the field goal, the extra point, and the Broncos win at home. They become, well, they dodge history, if you will. Denver never at any point in time in their franchise's history has started the season 0-4 at home. They will not. They're now 1-3 at home, 3-4 on the season. As we take a look at the team stats, uh, look, it, it's a tale of two halves, but overall it has not looked great for Denver when you zoom out in the scope of things. As we start with the time of possession. Extremely one-sided for the Chargers. 35 minutes, almost 36, just south of 36 when it comes to time of possessions. First down. Favoring the Chargers, 28-17. Third down efficiency, 7-16 for the Chargers. The Broncos, a very poor 5-13. Total plays run. Denver was outran play-wise by 29 plays. Total yards by 134. And the Chargers had less drives. Rushing-wise, simply put, the Chargers doubled up on the Broncos. Everything, when it comes to statistically, on the box score, does not favor Denver. And somehow, someway, Denver gets the win. Drew Locke, 26-41, 248, three touchdowns, did throw the pick, was sacked twice. Phillip Lindsay, of course, the Leading rusher, six carries for 83 yards, and the touchdown, of course, the big 55-yard touchdown. Major kudos to some players, and let's talk about some players on the up and on the down as uh, we'll get into a pros and cons list here in just a second, but I do want to say thanks to our friends over there at DraftKings. Of course, our friends at DraftKings, boy, they've got bonuses all weekend long, and of course, look, the season full swing. Action is still unfolding, so head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. And, of course, there's so many storylines across look, collegiate sports, pro sports, and it's time to check it out with our friends over there at DraftKings. If you haven't downloaded the app now, what are you doing to celebrate, of course, the Sunday action that's going on? DraftKings is ensuring all new users that they are covered up to $100. This is Frisk free betting. Here's the deal. Again, to celebrate Sunday's action, listen to this. DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk free Sunday betting. This weekend, of course, Denver now taking on Atlanta. Let's see if Atlanta can blow another lead as well, too. You can get in on the action right now. This is absolutely terrific. One of these great sign-up offers. And, of course, look, DraftKings, they've always got great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Safe, secure, and reliable. Easy for you to deposit. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings is insuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover up to $100. This is an unheard of unreal promotion with our friends over there at DraftKings, but you got to use that promo code during sign-up for our new users. Promo code MHS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older in Colorado only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522- 
4,700. So maybe some insurance for the Broncos huh, on this weekend against Atlanta as they look forward. But I do want to continue to look back because there were some major key plays, key players in this game as they mount a incredible comeback. And you got to say some of your most impressive players on offense, well, Drew Locke, he also shares the least impressive tag as well, too. A tale of two halves. The first half was awful in every way, shape, and form. The second half, incredible in every way, shape, and form. It was, um, I think, more worrisome than anything. But the first half was so bad, it almost makes what happened in the second half and that comeback even more incredible. Uh, some more impressive individuals that I saw. Philip Lindsay. I, they got to pay this kid. They got to put some money towards Philip Lindsay and keep this kid a Denver Bronco for the long term. Justin Simmons with another great interception. Terrific tackling also out of that backfield. And how about Kareem Jackson just kind of flying around? Man, that guy is a human missile. I don't know if he was extremely impressive, his boy. Some of those tackles. Got to be careful. I think if you're Jackson, maybe avoided some helmet-to-helmets, but certainly, look, simply put, playing with some tenacity, and you like that. You like that aggressiveness, particularly out of your safety. He's done a very nice job. Uh, also want to give a half tip to Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones has been a blossoming pass rusher under the Denver Broncos watch of Vic Fangio, and Fangio is going to get a most impressive label for this game as well, too. I actually thought Vic Fangio did a terrific job asking for that chain call there uh, late in the game to stop the clock, kind of slow things down. Really made a big difference with that young offense. Uh, Fangio at halftime and his halftime speech, along with Drew Locke and what they've said, boy, uh, this is a team that hung in there, and you don't hang in there if you don't believe. So this is a team that still believes, and they are doing a nice job as far as uh, being gritty, gutty, and never quitting, and that has every identity of the head coach. So give it up for Vic Fangio. And that defense, really we should put the defense in general because that defense hung tight, and they played very, very well in the first half, and because they played well in the first half, that allowed Denver to have that gap to come back with Drew Locke in that second half. The least impressive, I have to point out something here because this continues to be a problem. I don't know why Denver has these special teams issues. They once again had some coverage issues against the Chargers. Thankfully, it doesn't come back to bite them, but this is certainly one of those situations where Denver's got to get this thing in control because if they don't, they will get bit at some point, and unfortunately, they won't be able to come back from those moments. Somewhere in the middle, uh, Drew Locke is also going to get... Get this. He's the most impressive. He's the least impressive. And he's also somewhere in the middle. I have to be honest. And, and we'll get to Drew Locke here in a second. But I learned absolutely nothing about Drew Locke <laughs> yesterday. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Garrett Bowles somewhere in the middle. I saw some good stuff from Garrett Bowles, but did see him regress a little bit. A couple penalties. You know, I, I really wonder how much... Um, of these of this poor play from Bowles was a direct result from Mike Munchak not being able to be there on the sideline, kind of in his ear, giving him that guidance. Whether you think that's a positive or a negative, I think it stands out and talk, speaks a lot about Mike Munchak. But you wonder if that ever kind of became a thing that, you know, maybe Garrett Bowles kind of fell into a bad habit that Munchak could have spotted and said, hey, 
Garrett, you know, pull him over on the sideline in the first quarter and say, hey, dude, don't do this because you are starting to kind of regress into that. We don't want you doing that. So Garrett Bowles somewhere in the middle. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, I have to say, uh, Deshaun Hamilton was actually, we probably want to move him to one of the most impressive because uh, I've been a big critic of Deshaun Hamilton. And I've said, I don't really know how you validate a roster spot, but Deshaun Hamilton came up big in multiple moments. This is a guy who held on to the football. Boy, that's nice to see. Uh, Hamilton holds on to the football, gets the big touchdown, of course, where he gets open on the crosser, that deep crosser. And uh, he was instrumental in the Denver Broncos making that comeback. So hats off to Deshaun Hamilton. Somewhere in the middle, but I think we could probably also put him in the most impressive list as well, too. Melvin Gordon is in the somewhere in the middle category for me as well, too. And the reason why is because, you know, the offense, I don't think, runs as smooth or as fluid with Melvin Gordon. But, man, how big, how big was that catch in the final drive? It's third down. Denver is trying just to stay on the field, avoid that fourth down. And what does Melvin Gordon do in a catch that had to be reviewed he he receives it on the right sideline on third and five he he bobbles the catch it it it's like falling down while he's being tackled and while he's coming to the ground he he catches it and extends the football at like the same exact time while he's falling while he's got a guy draped on him and Denver gets the first down on that third and five I, I just, it, it is unbelievable how much concentration is needed for that. And hat tip to Melvin Gordon for that because he really made up for some lack of explosiveness and, and um, punch in the running game. He had one big run in that final quarter, but more than anything, that catch was a huge one because then Denver seals up the first down. They get to continue and move on, and who knows what happens if it's fourth and one. I mean, it's just unbelievable what uh, he did to extend wall catching before being tackled while the guy is draped on him and he's falling to the ground. I mean, it, there's a lot of things happening in that short, small individual play. Oh, by the way, it's third down. Denver then, of course, Fangio calls for the change, which kind of slows things down. Denver takes a timeout. Uh, the sequential play, and this is why Drew Locke, another one of the feathers in the cap when it comes to least impressed, uh, Drew Locke has the short pass to Noah Fant. That burns a lot of clock off, 14 seconds for a six-yard gain. I mean, just simply put, you just cannot have it. Locke spikes the football, the the incomplete pass to Hamilton, but then the big one, the deep ball to Okawebana in the end zone, and then you have the pass interference, puts it on the one, Hamler in the end zone, Broncos win. So quite a night, evening, afternoon, whatever you want to call it. At mile high for 5,700 people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable what the Denver Broncos pulled off on Sunday. They are now 3-4. and four. And look, if you're Denver, uh, this is a huge shot in the arm for multiple reasons. One, it tells you that you can be that far behind against a pretty solid team. Look, this is a L.A. Chargers team that a lot of people are liking right now. Uh, very much in that uh, echelon of up-and-coming 
You got the young quarterback, Justin Herbert, but boy, blown leads left and right for the Chargers, and particularly this most recent one, the biggest, a 24-3 lead in the third quarter after the Chargers scored at a halftime, and somehow they lose that game. Denver now upcoming is going to travel to Atlanta. Uh, that will be an 11 o'clock game coming up this Sunday, and then they will have Las Vegas, Miami, and New Orleans in the sequential coming weeks. Of course, Denver, no bye week now for them as uh, they had their bye week, uh, the default bye week, if you will, earlier this year. But an epic comeback for the Denver Broncos. And I did want to get your thoughts on the comeback at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter, because this is just one of the uh, more incredible ones that you've seen in a long, long time. I mean, it's truly, we were starting to have kind of flashbacks from the situation of uh, the Broncos and Chargers, Peyton Manning, and that 24 nothing comeback. I mean, it just really was incredible. Um, so let's get your thoughts, and then I'll give you my final thoughts, particularly on Drew Locke. Uh, but at Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, is where you can, uh, of course, post your thoughts on the game. And I tell you, a lot of people in agreement with some of my points in regards to the Broncos and Drew Locke. A lot of good and a lot of bad. Uh, make no mistake. Uh, a major career pivot game. Uh, our good buddy Sean says it on Twitter. Hey, Ronnie is exactly right. And over, over exaggeration for better or worse. This was a Drew Locke career pivot game. Uh, Broncos Fanatics says, I agree to a point. We will learn a lot about Locke and we did uh he's got that kind of comeback moxie he's got that moxie and uh this is still something that denver is gonna have to go through growing pains with no doubt but the kids got moxie at mile high now of course it's fun to win but some more thoughts moving forward i, I want to see more of an up-tempo offense i think this is a denver offense that simply put when they've got things in rhythm and when they've got things moving they munch up yards very very quickly they need a more up-tempo offense i still need to see more of philip Lindsay. feed phil because this kid makes plays this kid gets into the open space he is tough to tackle and i think if you're the denver broncos you need to start to really look at leaning on Philip Lindsay more in uh, the offense. Now, of course, Locke, look, do not forget, he was bad in the first. In fact, he wasn't bad. He was awful in the first half. Do not forget that because you just simply put in the NFL can't win consistency. I uh, can't win consistently when you are that inconsistent, when you have that bad of a first half and then that good of a second half. There's going to be times where, simply put, you've just got to knock this consistency away, and you got to be more consistent in throwing the football, making reads, and simply put, scoring points. But Denver, look, uh, you will take the win in any way, shape, or form, and how you can get it. But, you know, I, I think this is very valuable for the Denver Broncos, and particularly for fans, because you can see the learning process and you could see the learning curve happen while you win most teams don't get to say that most teams got to get beat up and bludgeoned when you learn and when you learn uh, that's what creates those wins but yet denver winning these close games and the future 
seemingly seems bright for now. Uh, I know a lot of people looking to give up on Locke, looking to give up on Fangio. We've talked about this on the podcast. This is just uh, all overreaction. This doesn't it isn't the time and place. Uh, Drew Locke is a quarterback to the end of the year. Vic Fangio is a quarterback to the end of the year. Period. End of story. Couple more thoughts. The defense just remains absolutely legit. Um, Locke's momentum play is a bit nerving. Uh, knowing that he can come back from it is is much more soothing. But him being a rhythm thrower, uh, I think, is a bit more. Um, it's going to lead to some more inconsistencies and maybe some tough hills to climb out of in his young learning process. Um, did I say they need to pay Philip Lindsay? Okay, they need to pay Philip Lindsay. Uh, was really impressed with Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, I know I've been very critical of him, so I want to give him a lot of props. Deshaun Hamilton, a playmaker for the Denver Broncos. And then maybe lastly, uh, Kareem Jackson is an absolutely human missile. I mean, this guy just absolutely wants to go off and just run people over. I mean, it's just it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, honestly, it's very refreshing to watch because this is a guy who uh, is playing safety like they used to play it, but the rules don't allow for that anymore, but yet he still kind of morphs in and, and gets that hard-hitting style, and that's really, really cool to see. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. I appreciate you tuning in, and... Hey, it's always good to talk about a Broncos win, but uh, certainly, simply put, they got to put this one in the rearview mirror because Atlanta coming up, no rest for the weary. Denver will need to correct many issues that they had on Sunday, and don't get me wrong, they had a lot of them. Uh, we will discuss them more, of course, on upcoming podcasts presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Use that promo code MHS, and if you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com, and of course on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, where we're all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Denver winners on Sunday, boy, that was a good one to see. We will break down more of Drew Locke's play in future podcasts, so we'll come dive deep into individual plays. I want to get some time to, to watch the film and uh, watch this game a couple times to, to go through the tempos and see what uh, worked, what didn't work, and what they need to move on moving forward. So, Broncos Blitz Podcast, a podcast from Mile High Sports. Again, you can check out more info on the Never Broncos and the latest with the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.